Action Park Media. Hi, I'm Ethan Suplee. Welcome to American Glut. Outside of acting, my two favorite things to do are diet and eat. I have a very complicated relationship with food, and on this podcast, we're going to talk about all of it. Food as entertainment. Food as sport. Food as fuel. I'll talk to experts and the average person, just like you and me. I hate to ask you to do anything, but if you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to like, subscribe, rate, review, all of the above on whatever app you're getting it from. I couldn't be happier to have Jamie Presley join me today on the show. Jamie and I spent many years working together on My Name is Earl, and in addition to all the things I admire about her, I have always marveled at how she kept her workouts in and managed to crush a cheeseburger seemingly at the same time. You can find Jamie Presley at Jamie Presley on Instagram. Jamie Presley, welcome to the American Glutton Podcast. Thank you for having me. Happy to be here. Okay, so you are one of these rare girls. Listen, I was basically raised in Los Angeles, Mm -hmm. and um, from a very young age, my mother was trying to fix me like I was a problem by taking me to, um, you know dusty dingy grocery stores that had that were full of hippies and Sikhs and people who were dying of mm-hmm. cancer <laughs> and like feed me um chipped up cardboard in place of cereal and macrobiotic stuff and all of this and so I was kind of raised thinking like you know in LA we we eat health food health food was the thing and mm-hmm. then most of the girls I knew in LA were like health food fanatics. And I don't want to out you right now, but I've seen you eat a cheeseburger. And I was always very impressed by that, by a girl who could sit down and, and not it's be It's my self- favorite. Well, a bacon cheeseburger there is you my go. favorite. Five guys, I, I eat that like twice a week. That's what I'm saying. And you also had a work discipline where I could never see a cheeseburger on you. Right. Because I, I mean, I grew up, my mom was a dance teacher and I grew up in a studio from the time I was three years old, but my mom didn't become a dance teacher until I was, I want to say seven, six. And then she bought the studio from my dance teacher when I was eight. And I mean, so from the time I was three, I was in gymnastics and, and, and dance. I mean, I twirled the fucking baton. I was, I did everything right. Like I yeah. loved it. Not because my parents wanted me to, because I absolutely loved it. And I had a lot of energy, and I really wanted to. They were like, put her in something, right? Yeah. And um, I don't feel mentally healthy if I don't work out. Right. I get depressed. Like beginning of quarantine, brutal, terrible. Yeah, yeah. I had to figure something out. So, it, as far as food goes, mm-hmm. like I, I understand because I have that too now. I didn't have that for a long time. I mean, I think I was probably clinically depressed for a large portion of my life, but I just like, that's what I did. I sat around and did nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I just was that compounds and then you just get accustomed to that. And that's now right. that I'm used to doing stuff when I can't, it's very upsetting. But as far as food goes, you know, you're an actress in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. This is one of the industries where, and and I'm I don't limit to this because I think girls in general ha- 
deal with this it's hard m- more in general, than men. Yeah, yeah, totally. But you seem to like be okay with whatever. Like I, it, it was always something I I would look at you and truly admire it. Like Presley's got this down. She can go have whatever she wants for lunch, and she looks great all the time. And she's not hyper concerned with her weight. But it's not an issue. No, because I feel like, well, first of all, from a very young age, I had, you know, because, you know, your body has muscle memory. You train your body. And I did that from a very young age. So even like after giving birth, right, when Desi was born, when we were on Earl, when he was born over over hiatus, actually, um, I went back to the gym when he was 10 months old. I mean, sorry, 10 weeks. Jesus, I can't speak. I went back to the gym when he was 10 days. 10 days old. 10 days old. Well, I was going to say that too because I because like we blinked. I was with you for your whole pregnancy. That's right. Then we came back to work. You had a baby and you looked exactly the same as before you were pregnant. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, I <laughs> remember I gained 20 pounds in the first trimester, trimester which is totally unnecessary. <laughs> But I was like, oh, my God, eat whatever. And I'm eating for two now, so I really need to eat, right? So I went to another level with that, which was crazy. Um, but I, you know, your body has, my, my body has muscle memory from all the years of working it out. And and also your metabolism. I believe the more water you drink, which I drink more water than anybody I know. Yeah. I'm like, I'm thirsty at 3 a.m. You know what I mean? Like, I... I and that's something that in this getting older situation, I need to curb that before I go to bed because I end up getting up at 3.30 a.m. to pee. Yeah. Um, but I I believe this is like n- nature's gift right here, water. And, um, and I really do think that depriving yourself, it's like when you don't – like when somebody starves themselves and then they – they eat a cheeseburger, right? And they think, oh, you know, I didn't eat all day, so I'm gonna, I get to, you know, reward myself with a cheeseburger. It's like, no, no. Because you didn't eat all day, your body's now going to store all the fat from that burger because it doesn't know when the hell it's going to get food again because right. you scared it. Yeah. So now, instead of your metabolism burning it off fast and turning it into energy, it's just going to sit there waiting scared, and it's going to stick. Yeah. And I know that and so for me plus i eat i eat throughout the day i don't eat three meals a day right like i i need to eat consistently it's a big joke on set at mom i mean i'm the bacon queen i eat bacon every day really? every morning nice yeah and that's you know bacon cheeseburgers those are my favorite yeah but i don't overdo it either i think but okay moderation th- so this is my question then because like you know me left to like, I'm just going to do what my body tells me to do. I get into a very bad place. Yeah. So this is fine. I have to th- think about it a little bit more. Are you thinking about it or are you, is your body just functioning in that way? Like if you, do you ever want a second bacon cheeseburger and you go, no, I'm not going to have a second one. No, I never, I never want a second burger. I get full and I, I don't eat the whole thing. If I'm full, I don't like make myself kill the whole thing you know um and i do believe that you know i have a my worst habit with food is my favorite thing to do like i can't relax and eat my dinner when the kids are awake 
Yeah. And now Desi's almost 14, so he's in his room playing video games with his friends or whatever and could care less. Um, and he stays up a little later, whereas the babies, they go down, you know, around seven thirty, eight o'clock. And so then it's time for me to decompress, shower, and then I get in bed and I turn TV on or I study my lines and I eat and I don't get back up. Yeah. And that's awful. <laughs> I mean, this is this is one of the things uh, Brainy and I have been together for a long time. And I remember um, her saying we can never just end the day watching TV. And as of now, but this was like 20 years ago. And right. as of now, it's the thing I look forward to the most. It's my favorite thing on the planet. Yeah. And because we have so many outlets to stream and whatever, I'm like, ooh. And all we do every day on set is, did you see the this? Did you see? The, and we're sitting there comp- like typing it out. Nope, I'm going to watch that tonight. Like yeah. I get excited about it. I've always loved television. Yeah. Um, And so for me, it's... That's what I. That's my reward at the end of the day. I mean, I have three boys. Yeah, I can't. Four, imagine. if you count the forty-two-year-old. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, I'm tired, and I just want mommy time, and yeah. I want to sit there in my bed and eat my burger if I want to eat a burger. But like last night, I had sushi. Right. And Desi sat, you know, got in bed, sat next to me, and we watched something together. But you know, I. It's not like I eat that way every single day. But like I said, I do have my bacon every morning, and I look at it and go, that's protein. Okay. So another thing that I have known about you since we met 15 years ago? 15, 16 15, years yeah, ago. Is your your workout regimen is something that never that you would never allow to get disrupted, even when we're working. And by the way... I know you're doing multicam right now, which I think is the greatest job you can ever have in it's your whole best. life. It's the best. It's the like best. a reward. What we were doing was like 14 hours, mm-hmm. five days a week. Hard to figure it out, but you were always figuring it out then too, which I was very impressed by. I've literally taken pieces like, well, if Presley could manage it with what we were doing in the first season of My Name is Earl, I can figure out pretty much any job I have. That's right. And I think part of it was I'd be like, okay, so I would look at our day. And if we had, you know, we knew how our first day would be about 12 hours, 13 hours. And it would start getting later and later as the week would go on because we were an overachieving show. Yeah. That, you know, um, by mistake, Greg Garcia got it all, the pilot done in five days. And then they were like, well, if you can do it in five days, that's all you get now. Yeah. It's like, no, we need seven. seven. It should have been seven. So... I knew if there were going to there was going to be like a location move and lo- I'd look at it and go, OK, we've got a location move. It's going to take about two hours for that setup. Then they're going to have to light. So I'm going to have about three hours. And in that, because my gym's in Woodland Hills, I can get there. Yeah. And I can do a 45 minute or an hour and get right back. This would blow my mind because those three hours, I'm like. Oh, I'm watching a movie in my trailer. I'm relaxing. I'm taking a nap. Uh, I mean, Jason and I were famous for napping. In I was times. actually a really good napper, you too. You were a good napper. But then there would be times where I, where I would be like, where's Presley? And they'd say, she went to the gym. And it, I would just be like, how? How is this, <laughs> how is this possible? But remember, working out, getting our, our you know blood pumping, that gives us energy. Yeah. And so when I don't work out, I have no energy and I get depressed and I know what I'm like and I don't want to be like that. I don't want to feel like that. It's disturbing to me because it's not who I am. I'm a 
positive person. I'm a happy person, but I'm also prone to depression. I mean, every everyone I know in our business, any anybody who's a creative brain, it's easy to get depressed when you're not doing anything. Yeah. So we're not good at getting bored. No. We I have go to, dark when I get we, bored. We all do. And and one of the things I, you know, combat boredom with is working out because it was such a it's been a part of my life since I was a kid. I mean, I you know, I boxed for eleven years, I kickboxed, I I did ever I've tried it all because I really thoroughly enjoy now now I think I would break a hip if I tried to do that. <laughs> right. I'm like, mm not quite. This is one of those things. Where it is very hard to understand until you experience it. Like I really like uh, the 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 energy of like um, just fucking hang it, just fucking do it and push and everybody rise to in the, the thing. gym. Like that's yeah. that's an energy I like. However, I will say I completely understand. There was a a, a, a whole portion of my life where. I couldn't relate to that at all. Mm -hmm. You know, the idea of like, no, it's just in you and it's all up to you like this gung-ho thing. Mm -hmm. I, I would be like, no, I can't do anything. And so kind of like what, what you're talking about right now, the, the there was a period of time where I would get so tired just from like being on my feet all day that the idea of exercising on top of that would seem completely insane to me. Mm -hmm. And yet now I arrive in a moment where I a hundred percent agree with you. If I can, mm -hmm. I, I work out before work because it makes the day that much right better. now. That's the thing. It makes your day so much better. And that's something that I would really like to get back to. But you know, I have this crutch problem of my trainer, Mike Jones, who I've been with since, Went for almost 14 years. Yeah. Um, and if, for, so for me, if I need to get a, re I, I like to do like a good hour and a half, two hour workout, but I don't have that time. So I get that done in an hour and 20 minutes. I get like a two hour workout done in an hour and 20 minutes um, because Mike will load all the weights, you yeah. know, whether it's on the, you know, the, the leg press or the, God, what is all over? Did you see that all over my pants? I, I didn't until now. It's cool. Food. Maybe it's my bacon. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I literally, you know, I can go in and, and we'll do circuit. And not create. It'll just be like, you know, do your do your leg press. Then he'll put the free weights down. And I got to do my squats. And I mean, I'm talking, I'm in squat hell when I'm there. Yeah. But I know as much as I hate squats, they're so good for me. Yeah. Um. The big thing for me, though, is so I, you know, I have I have a full gym at home. I did, it's in storage now because that is the the area is now a playroom for two toddlers. However, when I had that, like when we were doing Earl, I would still I'm not motivated by myself. Right. Like jump on the Peloton tone, whatever. You know, I want to go to the gym and I have friends that. I, like Allison love Allison Janney loves that. Kristen uh, Johnston on the show loves it. They both have one in their house and they go nuts on it. I I need to go and be around other people. I get my energy from other people. And so when we're all, you know, everybody's busting each other's balls. I'm just like everybody else there. Nobody cares. I've been there for 20 years and it's not, you know, it's not a big gym. It's a small home gym, right? We all know each other. And because of that, 
that's what I go for too. I'm I'm not only being I'm getting my socialization out that I need because when you're on set, you don't see anybody else. You go to work and you go home. I need to be around other people too, though. Yeah. And they're all working out really hard. This the gym I go to is not one where people go to get dates and wear <laughs> cute outfits. Right. Like I'm not trying to match. You know what I mean? Yeah. And. And that's what I love. So it's the camaraderie of everybody that I get to go see. And it's and, and that motivates you, too, because the, if I say I'm tired, Mike's like, sorry, what did, did you hear what she said? And everybody would be like, no, I didn't hear shit. Like, you know, it's that kind of thing. So it always has seemed weird. I, I've gone when I go to the East Coast to visit the, the girls um, to Equinox. And I'm always like, this is there's a lot of people here for a totally different reason. They're than going why to get I'm a date. Here. It is very weird. Yeah, I can't do that because I, well, it's like I don't mean I can't get a date at a gym. I'm sure anyone can. I'm just not. I'm going. sure you would have no trouble getting a date at a gym. I'm just not trying to go to one of the big ones where everybody and their mamas there. I like the home community of the gym I go to. It's it's been under like 18 different owners, and now it's. Under some good peeps that I really love, and it's called Flex, and it, it used to be Woodland Hills Athletic Club, and it's just it's nice to be able to go in and really like work out hard, and and be able to see your friends, and I think that's what you know one of the things that people miss out on is, you know, you especially women like if if it's a hard to make yourself go to the gym, make a friend go with you. Yeah, it's like how women go on their walks around the block; it's always quicker. And you don't even realize how much you, how far you've walked if you're talking to somebody. So you're getting it out mentally and physically, and I think that's like the best of both worlds. Yeah, I agree. I mean, listen to be to be completely honest, I feel like a very old man, mm -hmm. and I feel so unsocial or antisocial. I barely see my friends. I've seen my friends twice in the last year. You know, it's but a weird it's year. It's been a weird year. Yeah, yeah, but even even like that's what I say. But I saw them twice the year before that, too, mm -hmm. just because I don't I think know. when you have kids, not all your friends have kids. No. And so, you know, when you have kids, like most of my friends have kids, they all have schedules. So even before the pandemic, it's really difficult. Plus, your friends like mine, not all of them, a lot, most of yours are here, but you have friends on the East Coast, too. Yeah. And it's really hard. Like Katie Mack, my best friend since I was five, she's still in North Carolina, and that's that little three hours ahead right. is a nightmare. We can't even get on the same page to get a phone call going. Yeah. She's got three kids. I've got three kids. She works full time. I work full time. And then when you're done by the end of the day or even the end of the week and you're free on the weekend, the last fucking thing you want to do is pick up a phone. <laughs> and we all get anxiety. Katie and I talk about this all the time. We get anxiety about the call. Before we call, because we're like, God, it's going to take forever, and it sounds exhausting if I have to go through everything. I'm just not going to, I'm going to pretend like I fell asleep. You know, and we do that. And then there's those moments where you call, and it's a 10-minute phone call, and you feel so much better Yeah. that you had that little vent sesh, and you, you realize, well, it didn't have to be an hour long. Do you know this app, Marco Polo? Yes. I started it, but I'm, I can't even do that. No. I, I, I mean, Jesus. I can't do any of this. Look, I... The only person I ever want to talk to on the phone when I'm out of town, other than my kids, is Brandy. Of course. She doesn't want to talk on the phone. Right. Humsy either. But she will do two hours of Marco Polo's somehow and mm. talk to this thing and then expect me to talk back to it. And, and then it's like a weird dialogue where it's like two people giving delivering speeches to each other. Right. But she <laughs> loves it. She's obsessed with this app. 
Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. I have to tell you, so Kristen Chenoweth, big time on the Marco Polo scene. Yeah. Okay. She would send me these really, and Allison and I used to crack up because she'd send them to Allison. She'd send them to me, right? Um, she did our show, and they were friends before, but she and I worked with the same people, uh, like team, but had never really been able to like connect. And then when we did, you got two little Southern girls who just want to eat each other up. Like right. I just couldn't get enough of her. I absolutely love her. I made her sing in front of the audience, you know, which I prepped her for, and she yeah. was like. Hey, let me get my song. Let me think what I'm all saying. Um, and killed it. It was incredible. Um, but after that, we would do this, you know, the Marco Polo thing. And she would, there was this one where she's sitting there on the side of her pool in like Palm Springs or something. And she starts talking and it went on for 30 minutes. Yeah. And at one point I'm like, wait, I forgot what the conversation started about. <laughs> and you start having to take notes so that when you respond... You've touched on everything she did, but I lo- I lost myself, and I'm like, God, but that's what it is when you don't have kids. You have time. Yeah. There's no... I mean, listen, I've had friends FaceTime me, mm-hmm. and I, I get offended. I'm <laughs> like, who the fuck do you think you are FaceTiming me? You don't know what I'm doing right now. Like, at least shoot me a text and say, I hope you're not sitting on the toilet. I want to see you right now. That's right. But like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what we're doing. Like when my kids FaceTime me, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. you're my child. This is acceptable. Mm-hmm. But basically outside of that, it's so weird how we communicate with each other. Nowadays. It is. And it's, you know, it's even the, the biggest fear for me about communication is our kids. Yeah. I mean, especially during this pandemic, it's just gotten worse, right? Where I'll tell Des, you know, because he's got his group of bubble friends, and I'll be like, you guys got to, you know, go do something. Like, go walk around the neighborhood. Go to the park. Go whatever, right? Do something. Nah, it's cool. I'm playing with them online right now. That drives me insane. Yeah. Okay, so I I needed to, when I found out mom was not, uh, that we were in our last season recently, I was like, oh my God, I can't be home every day. Yeah. I need an office. I need to be able to, like, everything, all the processes are different now from how you uh, audition, which you, you know, is over Zoom, or you have to put yourself on tape and send it in, um, which is violating as hell because instead of it going directly to the casting directors now, it goes to your team. Right. And then they see it and then they send it. It's like, fuck you. You guys never. Oh God, Presley, I never even thought about that, but you're right. Yeah. That's it makes horrifying. me feel dead inside. It is so horrifying. I, honestly, I just put myself on tape for the first time in 25 years. I've never done it. Yeah. If they ever said. My agents or managers were like, you need to put yourself on tape and send so we can send it to New York. I'd be like, nope, not happening. Right. Bye. I don't need that job. Because I, I, it's so cheesy. I had a kid ask me recently, um, how do I get into acting? And I was like, dude, uh-uh. I have no fucking idea. Not a clue. <laughs> like, when I started, I literally had a picture uh-huh. and a fucking resume stapled to the back Right, of it. we all had that. And we would bring that and hand it to somebody. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, I don't know, I don't even know where you'd get a picture made today. There's no headshots. No. Who get, who has a resume anymore? Right. It's like you're either IMDb. on IMDb or you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's it. And I just think, like, my God, 
look at where we started. And, and I mean, shit, don't get me started talking about as a woman in the business when I got started 20 some years ago to what it is now. It's Is it better? Amazing. Okay, good. The pay is almost not quite <laughs> almost equal. We're getting there. Right. You know, I was objectified for 20 years in the business. Yeah. Every woman was. Yeah. And you got used to it. And you didn't know that that's not how it should be. Yeah. And it it fucks you up. Sure. There's PTSD all over this business. Yeah. In it, women. It, it is a weird... Listen, I... Again, and this is I just I just keep catching myself going. You're so old, dude. You're just so old because I remember I was into punk rock when I was thirteen, right. and my parents were like, "You're from another planet, mm-hmm. and your ideas are from another planet." And here's how we exist in the real world. And now, you know, uh, last night Clementine and Grace, who are home for spring break, mm-hmm. um, were telling me. And I, I hope I'm using the right words because I can really fuck this up and say it wrong. But they were saying 97% of girls are sexually assaulted. And I was like, that's that can't be right. First of all, that doesn't seem like a true number to me. And then they said, okay, but here are the parameters. If your cat called, that's sexual assault. If If somebody asks for nudes on instagram you're sexually assaulted and i was like well you guys have never been sexually assaulted and they were like yes we have they asked for nudes and i was like what what is happening oh and i know you you were probably like get me what i was just like i don't know how to react to any of this right because you don't want to react overreact or be wrong i just don't know how to react to any of it i know it's like also men don't know if they're supposed to open the door for us or not or if they're if they're that's being offensive now it's well, really hard and I, I still believe that chivalry is not dead i i feel very confident holding a door open for anyone i still I have the urge to like <laughs> you know help an older lady at the grocery store with her so bag yeah but you really can't do that now that's off the because you can't touch or get close to people they think you're assaulting them with your proximity um, oh, because of the pandemic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have to restrain myself sometimes from, like, let me get that shopping cart for you. And they're like, stay away. Mm-hmm. You know, this. But I would do that for an older but gentleman, But I got to tell too. you something. You are one of the few men, not only in this business, but just in this town. You are one of the few men that I've ever known that acts like you're from the East Coast. You act like you are. you are, like, all the men I grew up around. Like, I go home to my house on the water there, and my brother, Jim, you know, has gotten everything set up. He's made sure that I don't have to lift a finger. He went and picked up the groceries. You know, he's like, the men there can, you know, cook. They don't mind cleaning. They will still open the door for you. They will have a job. They have got to work. There's no such thing as not working. I mean, it's just a different it's it's a different mentality yeah and so for you like you couldn't have you could have been nothing else but a a, you were a girl dad yeah and and through as far as girls go like i am very girls were raised with a man who taught them what a man should act like and that's rare and and let me say having girls i go i'm glad that they're less likely 
to have to deal with shit that I know girls were dealing with when I was their age. Mm -hmm. That's good. However, again, when I get into the ideas of like personal responsibility and stuff, which, which I understand for myself, but I can also see like, if you're, if you don't have that perspective, it's hard to see. Right. I go like, we have laws against murder. Mm -hmm. There are still murders. Mm -hmm. We can want people to not assault people. It's still going to happen. So girls learn to say no very, and this is just as a parent. This is not me suggesting for all girls, this is right. But like learn to say no with fucking strength and learn how to kick a dude in the balls and fucking scratch their eyes out. Like, you know what I mean? Learn to protect yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm glad that it's, that it's becoming culturally unacceptable to do some of the shit that it was acceptable to do. Yeah. I mean, when I just look at, like, just look, for instance, at jobs, the only opportunities, the only roles there were, you know, let's just even say 20 years ago, they were, it, it, everything was a, was a pigeonhole. Like if you were blonde hair, blue eyes and looked halfway decent with your body, then you were going to play arm candy. Right. If you were a little heavier and had dark hair. You're the friend. You're the friend. Right. Like everybody, it wasn't, the friend couldn't be, you know, and then they did the stupid shit, which we made fun of in, um, what was it? Not another teen movie years ago where, you know, the friend girl next door who had a ponytail and glasses takes her ponytail down and the glasses off and all of a sudden she's amazing. Yeah. She was always amazing. Yeah. Just nobody let her take her ponytail down. Like, what right. the fuck? Right. It's it's insane, but it's, you know, when they, they're like, well, you took the jobs. That was the only option. Yeah. They're, they weren't looking at me and going, you know what? We want you to read for uh, the dramatic role of they didn't give a shit. But then you look at Margot Robbie now, right? Tons of opportunity. You get to see what she can do. All kinds of roles. I love it. Yeah, she's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. There was a word my girls used for a girl if they if they say cat calling isn't the same as sexual assault and I can't remember the word, but I wanted to tell you the word. It's like cat calling isn't the same thing as sexual assault. I don't think so. I don't think so. But apparently on TikTok it is. I think everybody's getting to a point of they're trying to pick everything apart Listen, now. I mean, we can come full circle to where I go. Like, I finally got my shit together for real for like a long time. Right. And now I'm like happy to talk about diet stuff. And there's a movement of people who are like, you're not allowed to talk about that because there's a, a universe we exist in where it somehow gets tied into racism. And I'm like, I can't. What? Yes. Diet culture is somehow in a very convoluted way and i had a guy on the podcast who explained exactly Mm -hmm. how that works but i just go like look i wasn't happy being overweight i lost weight i'm happy with my change like i'm just gonna talk about that i'm not talking about like everybody should i don't think they should if your fucking job is playing video games and you like eating pizza do it. Not live You're not your life. telling anybody to do anything. You're just At saying all. what works for you. That's it. But I don't understand how that's racist. I'll have to listen to that podcast. Th- that was a confusing one to me, too, where I'm just like, I'm old. Yeah. I can't make those connections. No, I'm right there with you, though, on that. I, that's where I'm, you know, as, 
as young as I feel, I really do. I look at my kids and I feel 50 years older than I am (laughs) the second I walk in the door. Yeah. Right? It is harder to be at home. It's more work at home than it is to be at work. Yeah. So I was saying, and why was I telling you I got an apartment to be my office? Oh, because you need a, you need somewhere to go to get away from your children. Yes, and there was another point, but I can't quite remember what it was. Anyway, we were talking about that for a reason. What was what that? Was it, was it something to do with working out and getting out of the house and like having some place to be? I think, uh, well, no, it was something else, but whatever it was, I now have a place to be and it's just nice to be able to get away from my home and and be able to do whatever it is we need to do as far as like having some kind of privacy yeah. because everything is so violating now where because we were talking about we had some we were talking about FaceTime and we were talking about and it, I was wrapping it into that and I don't know what it was fuck it never fuck, mind I'm sorry it's okay I destroyed the you chain totally of thought totally destroyed I that destroyed chain it. it's all good no it could just be that I'm getting old and I and we're getting old I just yeah. forget when I'm talking yeah I go all over the place. Or it could be that I'm so excited to talk to a friend. It's been a long time. It's been a long yeah, time. And we're, we're together. Yes. We're safe. It's wonderful. It's awesome yeah. to be able to have some kind of socialization outside of work. It's so nice. It is. Yeah. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you, too. You're look killing at you. it. Look at what you look like, though. It's amazing. It's crazy, right? When I saw the first picture of you totally transformed on Instagram... I had to do a double take. I was like, Humsy, look at this. Is that Ethan? That's not. And he's like, holy shit. I mean, I, I could, my heart dropped and then it came back up and I was like, I'm a, I can't even, it's incredible. How long did it take you I to mean, get to where you're at right now from look, the time you started? Before. Other than the fact that I know you've been doing it on and off diets your whole life. Yeah. Um. After my name is Earl, I lost a bunch of weight and got actually thin. Yes, I saw that. And I was miserable. Mm-hmm. And then I just was like, I am not. That happy was when you were like cycling. This. Yeah, yeah, like a maniac. Mm-hmm. And then I got back up to about four hundred pounds. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that was uh, two thousand sixteen. Mm-hmm. And um, I tore my bicep. I was lifting weights and stuff, but I was eating. Like, whatever I wanted. I was just like, I'm going to keep going to the gym because I actually enjoyed going to the gym. Mm-hmm. But I just started eating everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, really, it's been about five years. Um, but for a portion of them, I went back to like, oh, I know how to lose weight. I'll just not eat carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. And I lost a bunch of muscle mass. I wasn't happy with that. And then I finally, about three and a half, four years ago, figured out a diet that I was like, oh, I could I could live this way. I'm very happy. I'm having rice when I want it and bread when I want it and mm-hmm. potatoes when I want it. And That's great. Yeah. I don't believe in not eating carbs. Yeah, you know. It's, it's, if you want to eat carbs, eat them. Know your timing and how your body works, though. And everybody's body works differently, right? Our yeah. metabolism. And you got to also, like, let's be honest, genetics genetics play a part i mean there's a lot of different factors i you know i for a couple of years i was hyper focused on calories and i would count every single calorie that's no way to live well i'm now like the the trainer who he's not a trainer because i never actually am with him in the same place but he gives me programs and he's like 
Uh, now you're cutting. Here's your diet. And all he does is mess with my carbs. My protein and fat generally stay exactly the same. And it's like, it's a ton of protein, less fat. And then the carbs are like, you're on maintenance. You're eating 300 grams of carbs a day. You're cutting, you're eating a hundred grams of carbs a day. And those aren't exact numbers, but like, it's so nice to not be restrained. Yes. Yeah, so because what happens, especially with, especially when it's like, uh, what I'm trying to say, creative brains, when we're restrained, it's like being, it's like being a caged animal. And when you let us out, we go nuts, right? Yeah. That's not what you want to do to somebody. Hold them back from what they want to do. You just want to teach them how to do what they want to do in moderation. Yeah. And be realistic about it. If you want to do this, that's fine. But you got to do this too. Yeah. You got to work out. Yeah. And I, I've been thinking about that too, to your point. It's like you have a bunch of really good habits. You, I, have, I have a bunch of bad ones too. Right. But yeah. Sure, but like the habits that whatever, you weren't born with those habits. Mm -mm. You had to cultivate them. Mm -hmm. And like maybe you were more biologically predisposed to cultivating habits that led you to be successful in your pursuits and not have issues with your weight. I was not. But I know that I can defeat my bad habits. Mm -hmm. It's just work. And it's actually looking at it like that and going, how do I take this apart? How do I put together a new one? Now I'm going to actually work at that because I think that the impulse and it was mine too was like. If I can just give up carbs and my life is better, that's easy. Nobody's life is better when they give up carbs. I, I agree. <laughs> it's my favorite. I agree. But like to somebody who's really struggling, I think, you know, and this again, we live in Los Angeles. You have seen every fucking wacky diet just oh, yeah. like I have. Like cucumber skin is bad and, uh, you know, the seeds in a pepper are bad and nightshades are bad and. All, all of this dairy's bad or, or next week, you know, um, you know, you should overeat dairy and, yeah. you know, carnivore, vegan, all this stuff. I get it. I just think a lot of the time, you know, the other thing is, Jamie, when I was a kid, the people in health food stores uh -huh. were actually trying to like they were it was either a moral thing like hippies didn't eat meat and and there was some reason they were there sikhs are generally vegetarian right. so they're there and then macrobiotic people who are trying to like have some alternative to chemotherapy or something or their doctor is like look you have to eat this way because mm -hmm. whatever it is there was nothing trendy about doing that right you go into i mean when i was a kid when i would go into erwan it was almost scary like weird people to to a little kid who's like what's up with that dude? and everybody stunk it, yeah nobody had yeah, there, there was not even natural like this was even they I, didn't have the crystal then right exactly <laughs> and now we wake up in a day where it's almost become like a status thing where like the kardashians eat in this way because for whatever reason, however they, I don't know if they do, but I know they go to Erwan because mm -hmm. Erwan is now super popular. But like if you're eating all organic or macrobiotic or whatever it is, it's almost like a wealthy thing to do because you like, you can have the extra money to live the extra 20 years or wh whatever. I don't know. But for me, I'm just like, 
what am I trying to solve? I'm not trying to live forever. Right. I just want to lose weight. That's it. That's all. And I... feel good. Right. Yeah. Feel good. And I definitely notice when I eat junk food, mm -hmm. I don't feel great. Right. So I don't really eat junk food that much. Right. Do you ever eat, uh, drink soda? I will occasionally have diet soda, but I'll never have a soda with sugar in it. I mean, listen, if you told me tomorrow you're going to ride... diet soda, what, because it's got Splenda? Well, I do it because it's got no calories. Mm -hmm. And if I... This is not a very regular thing because Brandy has banned it from the house. Mm -hmm. But now there's wonderful things like... Um, what's it called? Uh, you know, Spindrift. Oh, right. You know, all these, you know, how mm -hmm. we get back to healthy stuff. And yeah. this is Brandy. Brandy is not on the same page with me. Brandy has uh, rooms full of vitamins. Oh, I'm a vitamin freak. Yeah. I don't fuck with vitamins. You don't? No, I can't. What? What does it do for me? It makes my piss fluorescent orange. That's all it does. Well, then you're taking the wrong one. I don't know. I Listen. I have so many times Brandy has said, here's the new stuff we're taking. And she lines it up and she's like, you're going to take two of these and three of these and you're going to do this thing. And I'm like, ah, just give me a Diet Coke. Right. <laughs> I'll, I'll be fine. You know. Once a week, I have a regular Coke. Oh, wow. That's nice. Once a week. I don't know. I just, it reminds me of being a kid. Like, yeah. you know, when we were kids, we drank stuff like that because we didn't know there was anything wrong with it. And I think, you know, like I said, everything in moderation, ain't nothing wrong with it. Dude, when I was riding bicycles, the old school guys, I'd have like the 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 non-GMO uh, vegan compact shit. Gross. In, yeah. It wasn't good, but it tasted like wax, but it had all the shit I needed in it. Right. And the old school <laughs> dudes, we'd get to the top of the hill and it's like, we're going to eat something. We're going to take a break. They would have a Coke and a Snickers bar. Mm -hmm. And I would be looking at these guys like... Do you not know about GMOs? Do you not know about organic and sugar? Like, why are you doing that? And they're like, I'm really fast on a bike. This makes me a little faster after we climbed up this hill. I don't know what you're doing, but this is what I'm doing. Right. You know? Well, And that's the thing. Like, it's if you're just eating that crap and you're not doing anything after. Right. Problem. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, you can do these things. You can eat that bacon cheeseburger as long as you're going to do something to work it off yeah. and turn it into energy yeah. and get it out of your system. Yeah. And you do also, like, I eat salads all the time and sushi and, you know, I, I, raw fish. Like, I eat that stuff all the time. It's not like I eat cheeseburgers every single day, but I, I do have bacon every day. No, but I, listen, this is why it was so. But, hey, bacon is on the paleo diet, I hear. Presley, I, oh. I could talk about this. I had a, a short stint mm -hmm. at CrossFit, mm -hmm. and it was right next to a Whole Foods on Santa Monica and Fairfax. Yeah, I could live in Whole Foods. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. There was a breakfast buffet mm -hmm. at this CrossFit, <laughs> and every single day, they finally took it out, and they would make you go... To where they like had hot food but behind a counter uh -huh. because they would put out a dish of bacon and the CrossFit people would come in and the bacon would be gone. And they'd be walking out with pounds of bacon in those little foldable yeah. boxes. And the Whole Foods finally caught on like they're taking way – we're not charging. Like we're figuring somebody's going to take a piece of bacon, not the whole tray. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. And yeah, I think it – but it was all part of the paleo thing. I got to say I think the nitrates in bacon – 
and mm-hmm. some of the other stuff. Like, I don't think brown sugar is really paleo. Like, that's a cheat. If somebody's out there eating processed bacon, unless you're like smoking the pork belly on your own, which you're, you're not doing, yeah, so you're yeah. cheating. And I'm not doing it to be a, a, a part of a diet, no, anyway. No, so I, I don't know. give a shit. But I was always listen. My experience with actresses prior to you was hyper focus, hyper concern on weight and image. And I, that's because we were all objectified but for I still, so long. Listen, and, and to get the role that might actually get you in there to be, you know, <clears throat> to be the better role instead of being the best friend or whatever or the nerd or whatever they pinhold you as. Um, but you lived outside of this already. Yeah. You were not a participant of that. In what? And trying to be what maybe, they wanted. Maybe no. you were, but I would look at you and you were like, cool, you were tough. I and- was a tomboy. And so for me, it wasn't about, I w- it was just because I grew up as a dancer, as a free spirit, you know, <clears throat> body was like whatever, because yeah. that's like, well, you know how dancers are. They're free spirits. They're naked half the time. Right. And everybody's like fun loving and, and really comfortable in their own skin and bodies. Right. Yeah. Which I can't say I am now, but I mean, I'm 43. You look fantastic. You look exactly the same. Well, thank you. But, you know, so for me in my 20s, I didn't I, I didn't have that hang up because I just was always a free spirit anyway and a tomboy. And I wasn't going to go into, well, let me not say that because I'll get in trouble. I, I <laughs> There wasn't a man that was going to take me down. Right. Yeah. There wasn't somebody that was going to, there was no man that was going to be able to, I mean, I would go after you before you go after me. Yeah. I, I, mean, I was tough in the way that, you know, and there's other people like Jesse Beale did this too. Um, I remember watching her as she started her career and she was with Chris Evans and Chris and I had done not another teen movie. And I was like the mom of the group at 24. Cause everybody else was so young. Um, but I, you know, she did kind of something similar to what I had always done, which is if you make yourself one of the boys, nobody will try to fuck with you. Right. And so that's kind of what I did. And that way you could say anything to me as a man. You could say anything you wanted to. You bust my balls, I'll bust them right back, right? Right. But that also meant that I wasn't going to be the one getting hurt and dating and, you know, being taken advantage of. Which was a big part of my, you know, yeah, how my brain was working at the time is to protect myself because I was by myself. Yeah. I mean, listen, this is exactly it. Again, we come to perspective mm-hmm. and it's like, that's the perspective you took. That's the way you were, your, your energy was focused to look at it this way and that's how you're going to exist. And I think, I think it's this is what we get into with with diet but also with all these other aspects of life where i go like to saying to my kids like look i'm not the one that i don't understand Mm -hmm. i don't understand um i don't mean anybody harm Mm -hmm. my intention is not to harm i'm not going to say yes it is this or absolute because i don't even believe in absolutes but like i don't think anything's black and white yeah it used to be it shouldn't have been but it used to be and now Things are a lot more difficult for the older generation because it's not black and white, because they have to learn something new and to see and open, take the horse blinders off and see everything else, right? And it's hard, but it's necessary. And I hope that by the time our kids are grown and married, or at least when my toddlers are, for God's sakes, 
Uh, can you believe I have toddlers? I cannot. I believe can't it. either. It's that wild. was that was not meant to happen. Um, but I, I, you know, hopefully by the time they're, you know, in their twenties, it'll be easier. Everybody can just be who they are. But I get worried because the more restraints we put on people and how they speak, and and how they express themselves, the harder it's going to get to really see who anybody actually is. Because everybody's got to fit. Now, it used to be that mold. Now it's this mold where you can't say this. You can't say that. You can't be funny anymore. You can't make fun of anything anymore. You can't do anything anymore. And there's that's a new restraint. Yeah, I do think when it comes to that, that we are just trading arbitrary moral principles. Which yeah. at the end of the day, I go like, I don't see the benefit. Like, I... I don't see the benefit of either of these systems. Mm-mm, I don't we're, either. The system now, I'm like, okay, if this is what we're doing, I'm going to try to not mess with that because I, I don't want to – like my intention is not to upset anybody. I don't want to upset anybody. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like my intentions are always good. I have no desire to hurt anybody. But I also don't want anybody to be you know, telling me what I can and cannot do and, and immediately taking every word I say and trying to turn it into something I didn't mean it to be because my intentions are always good. Yeah. But I'm, you know, I like to think that the older we get, the wiser we get. And the only way we do that is by learning. But I, I'm not going to learn if you're tell, constantly picking my words apart. Right. I don't think anybody does. Yeah. That doesn't do anybody good. It just makes everybody afraid to speak. Right. Yeah, and I, I, I wonder what happens when that fear bubbles up eventually. You know, we get to also extremes. Um, I love talking about diets because I think they're all really interesting. They are. Um, and they fit everybody's body type differently. The, and, and They work differently and on like everybody. Some of the ones, like the, the craziest one for me is this diet called the Beverly Hills Diet. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I haven't read what it is. It's like... A few days of pineapple and you're just eating pineapple. And then like on day four or something, and I'm going to read it and do a whole episode where I break it down so people can either laugh with me at it or do it. Can you imagine that I'm a little worried about your asshole if you only eat? Oh, yeah. Are you going to try to? No, no. I did. I've done it. When I was a kid, I did it. Yeah. My mom had me on this. This was one of the many diets I was put on. And it's like pineapple and then you get a papaya on one day and then couple days later you get a banana and it's so like it's just fruit you it's a i think there's vegetables eventually i definitely made it deep enough to be on vegetables but it's like what you imagine really wealthy people being served platters of sliced fruit and it's like <laughs> okay this is what we're doing this is the beverly hills diet. you know the best diet i ever did when i had to really get a jump start <clears throat> and it was it was with mike jones and it was um i've done it a few times um, but it was right after when I first started losing the baby weight with Desi. Cabbage soup diet. Yes, I've done that. Amazing. That's a good that's a And good it's diet. also a diet that surgeons will put their patients on before they go into surgery to clean everything out and detox their bodies. Yeah. And it fucking worked, man. So like what was it? There's two different versions of it. Um and it's six days. I, I, I've done it for longer, but... 10 days. There yeah. was a 10 day, and I believe there was a six day. Yeah. And then you take seven and eight off, and then you go right back on again. Yeah. And I did it two times in a row, the six day. And then I've done the 10 day as well. But first of all, I loved the cabbage soup. I'm a great cook, and I did everything they said, but I also loved it. It tasted delicious, right? Yeah. Um, And you get excited about the half potato. Yeah. And the butter. <laughs> so excited. So excited. Yeah. Um, 
But also, if you're doing that along with working out, you know, I, I think there's just some people who didn't grow up eating any kind of healthy foods. And when they look at what's on there, they're like, are you You want me to eat cabbage soup with all these vegetables in it? And then you want me to eat a half a plain baked potato? I'm like, you get real butter to put on it. <laughs> right. It's they're delicious. Like, what? But no salt, right? But no salt. Right. right. And then the pep, you know, the, the um, bananas and all that. Like, those are all foods that I love, but they're not foods I eat every single day. Yeah. If you said, do you want a bacon cheeseburger or cabbage soup? Of course I'm going to say bacon cheeseburger. Me too. I mean, we all would, right? Yeah. But if you want to lose weight, you got to take the steps to do that. And I lost, I actually lost, it was 17 pounds you could lose in six days, right? I lost um, 18 on the first. And then, I mean, but let's be honest. I gained a shit ton of weight when I was pregnant with Desi. And then when I gained, how about when I was pregnant with the twins? Gained the exact same amount, maybe only like two pounds more. And those babies were, it was about 13 pounds a baby I was carrying. Wow. I mean. Did you, what, did you have any trouble? I worked, that? I worked out. So the baby, Leo was six pounds, three ounces. Honey, Desi was six pounds, four ounces. Right. These are big, big twins. And Lennon was five pounds, four ounces. Wow. So, I mean, it was, the difference with, with this pregnancy though, is I worked I worked out all the way up until six and a half months until I could not work out anymore. But I worked up until a week before I gave birth to them. So, and then I went back when they were two months old. Yeah. With them though, because it was a C-section, I couldn't go back to, and this drove me insane. Right. You telling you, oh, you got to sit around for a while. Oh my God. What? Yeah. And how am I supposed to get my energy back? And I'm looking at my body like this is not my body. Yeah. But it bounced back really fast um, because I worked out throughout the entire pregnancy. Yeah. And I didn't sit around. And although, you know, my Friday night, instead of staying after to have a drink with everybody, um, we call him Scooty. His name's Chris London. Um, he's in, uh, props, he would hand me. So, you know, props is people that like, if you're sitting in the Burgundy Bistro on set and we, uh, in a scene or eating, they provide that like the food. And so I always have like my favorite salads and stuff on there. So you're not faking it. No, we're not faking it. But there's a, there's a lot of time where they go for coffee and pie after AA meeting. Mm -hmm. And he got these like chocolate, they're frozen and then you, you let it thaw out and you just go at it. And it's, it's like cookie crust on the bottom and it's like chocolate mousse and whipped cream and he would give me one of those every friday so after the show i would take that and leave and that was my beer for friday night nice instead of my corona light it was my pie right here's one uh, one thing i want to say about cabbage soup Mm because that is a diet you can lose a lot of weight on you can but you have to be careful and what i would just say to anybody listening who has massive weight loss is you went from being in a really good place mm-hmm. to having a kid and then taking the weight off and then back to your habits that were good habits. Right. If somebody is trying to handle their whole life and they have massive weight loss to confront with cabbage soup, I don't think it's a great idea because you're not addressing any of the issues that got you to... Well, first and foremost, if you are having to lose if you're looking at you know what i'm i have a lot of a massive amount like you said of weight to lose let's say 50 or more pounds fine 
I believe that that comes with therapy as well. There's a lot. There's a lot of things that have that need to be addressed. Yeah, like there's you know I've known people who have had gastro uh, intestinal surgery or the what's the ring? What is it? The, the lap band. The I lap think. band. Yeah. Um, but they didn't get any therapy with it, and to me. That was the biggest mistake they made. Like you just, you did all that work and you didn't really put in the work on your mental, you know, your mental state because losing that amount of weight takes a toll. That's a lot. It's a huge change. And learning how to change your habits. Yeah. You can't just go, okay, I lost all the weight. Now I'm going to go back to my normal habits of eating what I did or not working out or whatever. It's like, no, that's not the quick fix. If you want to stay, because you'll get fat again. Right. That Yeah, that's really my fear because that's I did it mm-hmm. and it, I lost a ton of weight. And I understand it for pre-surgery. Like if your doctor goes like. And they need you to clean yourself out. It's like the yeah. best thing to do. And you have a limited amount of time. But when we're talking about like if you've built up a bunch of bad habits through your life and you're, and you're going like, Oh, I could do this. I'll lose a hundred pounds doing this thing. Mm-hmm. What do you do after what's changed? Or you can't do it forever. You can't live on cabbage soup forever. No. And then after what are we doing? What's our, what's our fix? And I don't know therapy, um, self-help books. Um, there's, uh, there's, there's many things, but I think that there does have to be some addressing or figuring out of like, that's to me, so much more important than the diet is what do you do after? I agree. I think, first of all, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in therapy in general. If you need it, get it. There's nothing to be ashamed yeah. of. I mean, I keep my therapist in a really nice car. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I have to, to speak with her. Like, it, it, it's so hard not only to, to be a parent – for one thing, to be in this business as long as we have been, it has completely changed for the better. Yes. To go through a pandemic to, um, you know, I was a single mom with Desi um, to, to 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 having twins at fucking 40 to I mean, there's so much, you know, where you have the downtimes of not working, which is awful because. Being bored is terrible, so I might as well be a trainer at the gym because I'm there every fucking minute of the day trying right. to, like, bide my time away. But I I fully believe that, you know, especially in this day and age where everybody talks about it, there's nothing to be afraid of. Therapy is so important. And if you're trying to change your body, your brain is part of your body. Yeah. And if you don't change your brain and the way it thinks about you... You know, you, our brain, we think we're all, we're all insecure in some ways, right? For something, whatever it is. And if we don't learn how to cope with, whether it's PTSD or, you know, childhood or whatever it is that put us in that position of eating too much, right? And letting ourselves go and being unhealthy. If you don't get therapy to help work on that, your your cabbage soup diet's going to be good for five minutes, and then it's going to all come right back, and then some. Or you get the liposuction, and then you didn't do the work afterwards to work on, you know, your psyche, or to go to the gym, or to change the way you eat. It's so important. Yeah. And it's 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 easy to do, and now it's even easier because you do it over Zoom or over your FaceTime. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
I think it's important for people to, to know that if you're going to do all that and you want to make a life change, change your body, you got to change your brain with it. Yeah. And I, I think I, I completely agree. I think that those are far more fundamental things to think about. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Than I'm going to cut out bread or, or, you know, those are, those are so minuscule compared to what it is to really look at why you got to where you're at. Yeah. What, how did I get here? What made me do this? Let's deal with that. I complete. I think that, that is, that is actually an important thing that, um, that is goes overlooked. We talk about diet a lot. I talk about diet and this diet and uh, what's this this person's idea about a diet and this thing. But really, at the end of the day, um, diets are temporary things. Mm-hmm. And and even with you know there there are movements now where it becomes more uh, veganism or mm-hmm. carnivore or keto, where these things are right. to be done for life. You're gonna live this way forever. And I'm like. At the end of the day, changing one thing, removing one thing, not eating, whatever it is, liquid diet, if it doesn't address how you got to where you got mm-hmm. in some way, if it doesn't act as like, what are my bad habits? I'm going to, I'm going to address them. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it, I don't understand long-term success in this. No. And also like if you take and flip the coin and look at somebody who has an eating disorder, um, on the other side of it, who, you know, um, is too thin, you have to work on that mentally as well. Like, why are you, what, what how did you get here? Because you thought you were what? were you or did you did something get into your head that made you feel like insecure about a part of your body yeah and what is it that you can't see that i can see right let's figure that out because i can see you're emaciated you need to eat yeah this doesn't look better right so let's let's talk about why you think it does yeah what are you trying to get to what are you trying to look like I I mean, there were days, Presley, where I would wish I had that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I don't don't want to downplay it. I had an eating disorder for sure. It was just in the other way. And and I was going like, I just want that. How do I swap? I'll Mm -hmm. swap that for that eating disorder for a while and then I'll be fixed. And I don't understand that eating disorder. The other one's not more healthy than the other. No, I know. know? It's what this is all of it. Like, I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm just going to take out lectins and then I'm fixed Uh or I'm going to just take out animal products and I'm fixed or I'm just going to add, you know, some kind of local pollinated honey or whatever it is. These solutions to me, in my opinion, are not addressing how we got to whatever state that we want to fix. Right. Unless it is the case, and I'm sure it is sometimes, where somebody's got like some allergy or autoimmune thing and it's like, oh my God, we discovered that you're allergic to your house. Get out of your house and suddenly they're doing much better. Fine. Right. That's, that's a very, that's an outlier. That's tiny. It's rare. That's yeah. rare. Yeah. Yeah. These are not the things that we should concentrate on. No. Um, I just think there's so much pressure in general now, especially with kids because of social media, which we did not have. Yeah. And that's, that's where I kind of went dark is for a while because after I, 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 Desi was born the year smartphones and social media was in 2007. Mortified, scared the shit out of me. Didn't know what it was. Didn't understand it. Didn't want anything to do with it. 
also had, you know, lack of sleep. We were working. I was a single mom, um, went through uh, postpartum depression, just felt like a fish out of water anywhere I went. And, you know, they want to try. And I'm not, listen, medication helps if it's good for you. Some people it's not. I'm not saying to do one or the other. Um, but for me, the best medicine was working out. Yeah. That's for me. I'm not saying, you know, I, I tried medication at the time and it had the adverse effect on me, unfortunately. And so that was something that didn't work for me, but it had wor- it works for friends of mine. It works for numerous people I know. And I think to each his own. Yeah. But for me, working out his his it's what gets rid of all that nasty ass and do, all the the endorphins in my body and in my brain that just need to get out and then i feel like when you don't when you don't get all that stuff out of you and get your heart rate up and sweat you're holding on to stress is going to come out some other way yeah. through your body through fat through uh i've had hives yeah where i had to start getting shots for a long time because I was like every morning at seven thirty making Desi breakfast, breaking out in hives all over, and yeah. it was awful. And that's gone now. But I mean, you know, the older we get, the more you know everything affects us differently, right? Yeah. I was so fortunate to learn what a night nurse is because when I had Desi, I didn't know what that was, and I could have. I was fortunate enough at the time that I could have actually afforded one, right? But I didn't know it existed. What it, I'd never heard of it. And when I had the twins, the first five weeks, you know, at this point, I've got Desi and he's 10 years old and he's like in fifth grade last year of elementary school and I need to be there for him. I've taken, you know, two months off, but it happens to be around the holidays. So I didn't miss too much work. Right. Because we're out for the holidays anyway. And so we go five weeks with no nanny, no help. Right. No sleep. I had like a 70% chance of getting postpartum depression again. And I was very aware of this the whole time that I was like, no, I, I, Humzy, I'm calling and I'm like, yeah, well, he's like, what? No, you're not. I'm like, oh yes, I fucking am. Cause I'm going back to work in like five weeks and I'm not waking up every five seconds because I will go right back into postpartum depression and that's not pretty with me. Yeah. I don't, it wasn't good. And it went on for a long time. Um, it turned into then situational depression and whatever. Right. So, and it's hard to get yourself to go to the gym when you're depressed. Yeah. But the one thing you need to do is get your, is get your heart rate up and get rid of those nasty endorphins to help clear out your brain. So you do feel better and you have more energy. It's just this, like, you got to have somebody, a partner, somebody to help you get there and do it. Yeah, and as far as like a night nurse goes, sleep is the most important thing. It's That's so what ca- lack of sleep I call new moms POWs. Yeah. Because you are so sleep deprived, you are batshit. Yeah. Right? And you're a shell of yourself. And I wasn't going to do that. I couldn't do it again. I had already done it so many years prior, 10 years prior. I'm like, I'm not doing this again. So I hired a night nurse and I ended up keeping her for what, four months. Until I finished the season, the yeah. last back nine of the show. Because I'm like, this sleep? And once we had that, Humsey was like, it's it's fine. You can keep her. I'm like, well, I don't give a shit if you think I can keep her or not. I'm, I'm keeping her. her. She's gold. Yeah. Like, I'm bringing her to North Carolina on our vacation. Yeah. All right? Like, I didn't care. Um, but, yeah, I, I really do believe that 
mental health is such a huge part of of the way we perceive ourselves, our bodies, the way we feel in general um, on a day-to-day basis, whether we get up and we feel good. And look, we all have our bad days. That's normal. But I do think that I, I know for me, I feel a million times better when I work out. And and the more you work out, the higher, you know, the faster your metabolism gets. And then the less, you know, drink water, drink your tons of water, Stop, yeah. cut, do simple things, cut out carbonation. Right. You know, you don't have to cut everything out. Yeah. I mean, those are the kinds of habits we can like go like, what in my life can I change? I don't exercise. I consume a lot of sugar. Change those. Those like you don't even have to do one of these crazy diets. No, and it's also like everybody's worried they're gonna start getting headaches and whatever. It's like honestly, what's giving you the headache is that shit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you just don't realize it. Once when you don't have that stuff in your body, you don't get those headaches. Yeah, and if you have some caffeine withdrawal, it should only last a couple days. Right. We can make it through. I still and have for I don't know since I went to Cuba when I was like twenty three was it or something like that I used to go I have one cup of Cuban coffee every single morning really that's it for the rest of the day when we were doing Earl I would drink coffee all damn day I remember yeah this is surprising yeah one cup every morning that's it yeah yeah I only I can't drink coffee late into the day no I can't just won't sleep that will actually give me a headache yeah. Because it'll it'll be like a sugar high. Right. And then it slams me. And then you're exhausted at the end. So tired. It's so complicated, Presley. Being All this old, shit is yeah. so complicated. It is. And I but can't I think understand we make anyone. It, I think we make it more complicated than I know. it really is. Yeah. I like telling my kids, like, that's how it is. Wasn't like that in my day, but that's how it is now. And I can't wait to see what your kids tell you the new reality is oh it's gonna be wild it's gonna be totally do you think it's gonna be that much more different though than than so like what the what our kids generation is doing you know how like they're more open-minded they have a different outlook they but they also have social media and they have all these things we didn't have do you think it's going to be that much different like that drastically different like it is for us with them and their generation as a or our parents and us I, I don't know for their kids I don't know I I think that my parents were so shocked by me as a teenager mm-hmm. and I'm I don't even think I'm as shocked by my kids I'm 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 shocked by the world the world is constantly like Whoa, that's what we're doing now. This yeah. is reality. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to go with this. I I I don't totally understand it, but this is the direction we're going. Fine. Mm-hmm. So I think it's got to happen for them too. I mean, I'm sure the and world's it, ever changing as long as we can keep it around. Yeah, but we'll be enough. like this is nothing. Remember when, you oh. know, we turned we did a full 360 when you were kids well it's like the shit we used to hear from grandparents was like i had to walk up the hill in snowshoes i put <laughs> yeah. tennis rackets on my feet to walk up the hill to <laughs> right. go to go to school and i'd look at my dad and i'd be like no you're but she did not he'd be like yeah she did chicken she did yeah. i'm like i hate that like yeah. i don't want to hear no I, i'm sure there will be a drug or a pill or something and you take it and you have no more bad habits by the time our kids are adults, something like this, or they're going to splice a gene and they can do it in living bodies and, and they're going to fix everything. And, you know, 
And would you really, if there was a pill and it was safe and tested over 30 years of time, right? And they said, you can ha- you can do this pill with a certain workout or whatever, and you can live until you're 125. I have no real interest in living to 125. 102? I mean, maybe. I want to make it to 76. I want to just make it to the average lifespan. If I can make that's it. That's pathetic, Ethan. I, that's my goal. I was on a. To the average lifespan? I was on a collision course with early death. If I make it to the average lifespan of oh, a human will. male, I, I think I think I'll have won the lottery. That's it. I I uh, you know that's my goal right now. Listen, if somebody had a pill and they say you take this pill, you get twenty more years. Yeah, I'd probably take it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure I take it. Of course I take it. Who I doesn't would. take that pill? Yeah, I definitely would. My great grandmother on my mom's side died when she was uh, Mabel. She passed away when she was 102. That's awesome. And I always say I'm going to beat her. Yeah, I like living, no matter how shitty it gets. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that you probably will be able to live until you're 102. I think as long as you know, it is possible that you're going to have to give up lectins or nightshades or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the secret to living to 102, like tomatoes. You know, you never know. <laughs> well, listen, by that time, hopefully, I'll be able to retire, and then. You know, but that's the thing. Even then, like if you don't have enough money to last that long in your bank account, how long can you possibly be on, you know, what is it, Medicare? No, not Medicare. No, you, what you, I'm trying to think of, Social Security. If we're going to live to 102. They're going to have to extend that. Retirement too. has to be 85. That's right. Well, then the pill's going to have to come long before 70. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need the pill in the next 20 years. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Um, this is amazing. Presley, thank you so much for coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. This was the best. This is honestly the best time I've had. Uh, God, in months, if not the whole pandemic. Greatest conversation this I've had. This is good. I mm-hmm. love you, Presley. I love you, too. And now for the Q&A. Here's a question for you from Jeremy. Hi, Jeremy. He says, the American Glutton podcast has captivated me totally. I listen all day while I'm driving as a field diesel technician. I hold the utmost respect for you. And enjoy everything said. I'm soaking in all the information. My question for you is this. As a person on the go, what is your recommendation on lunches with no access to a microwave or a heat source? Yeah. Um, thanks for the question, Jeremy. I, I, I th- my suggestion is um, pack something that doesn't require a heat source or a microwave. Um, you know, I guess... You don't want to have, like, chicken sitting in a warm bag for hours and hours and hours because I think chicken has the propensity to develop some bacteria after sitting out for too long. But there are certainly foods that you can... I mean, you could just expect to eat it cold and put it in a in a, one of those lunch pails that has that you can have, like, an ice pack in. And just have cold lunches. I haven't had a warm lunch <laughs> in a long time. I take all my food anywhere. If I'm getting on a plane, um, I bring my food. If I'm, I, I bring my food when I, whenever I leave the house, I also have a bag of food. Um, and that's my suggestion. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't think the the quality and 
the efficiency of of like caloric density in a lot of the food that's like you know fast hint hint wink wink what I'm talking about is really a great choice for anybody who's looking to lose weight or or maintain some semblance of health um and so my recommendation is just bring your food with you I, I don't know what to tell you about the heat source and all of that um I don't have that solved but I've just gotten over the idea of having a warm lunch ever in my life like just get like let's say you want to have chicken and vegetables and whatever you could just get used to having it's more like a salad or something cold chicken vegetables yeah, I mean, I I I kind of get like one hot meal a day. I eat four meals a day that consist of solid food, and the other two meals are protein shakes. And those four meals, three of them are almost always cold. They're not microwaved. They're not warmed up at all. And and they could be, you know, all four meals are virtually identical every day for a couple of days in a row. And so. Three of them I just eat cold, and one of them I get to nuke, and you know, and then I get yelled at um, by my wife and children who think that the microwave is like you know poisoning me, which it's not. So I don't know what to tell them either. That's that's my answer. If you have a question that you would like me to answer on this podcast, please submit it to AmericanGlutton.net. Thanks for listening to this episode of American Glutton. I'm Ethan Suplee, and as always, joined by my chaperone, Paige Dorian. Follow us on Instagram at American Glutton Podcast. Sincerely.